Hi, my name is Renata, and I am a public historian who specializes in 20th century social history. And my name is Greg, and I'm a professional packaging designer and graphic artist with 15 years of experience. We are longtime friends, and despite growing up in the United States, we are also longtime fans of the Eurovision Song Contest. After years of enjoying the contest together, we created the eSpot Podcast as a way to combine our professional skills with our love of all things Eurovision. On this podcast, we will examine the history of the song contest, cover breaking Eurovision news, and explore other topics related to the longest-running televised international music competition that we enjoy so much. We will also welcome special guests, including scholars and professionals within the music industry, to enhance our conversations. All right, so today we are going to be talking about episodes four and five of the American Song Contest. And we're going to finish up this episode with an interview with semifinalists from Alabama, Nico. So make sure you stay tuned for that at the end of the episode after we go over the results and some of our reactions. So, Greg. Um, Hello. Yeah, let's take a little trip back in time to episode four. Um, Let's do it. We started that episode and we got the final results from episode three because, of course, uh, ASC has the kind of delayed uh, result. Um, we get our uh, Tennessee, which was our um, jury qualifier during episode three. And then we had to wait to episode four to find out who else was going to qualify. So right. just to recap, uh, when we finished episode three, we had our jury ranking first Tennessee as the auto qualifier, and then Florida, then Alabama and Texas with New Jersey and Colorado finishing just outside of jury qualification. Right. Not so, really a surprise when it comes to uh, certain results, especially the jury qualifier. Yeah, we kind of all saw that one coming, I think. Yeah. But um, I thought, I, I thought um, Florida, Alabama, Texas, and New Jersey were all pretty good on the night so I thought I thought that made sense I think what was tough about this week is that it was actually a really strong week um we had Delaware with a really great performance uh Alaska obviously Jewel was right legend legendary with a really cool kind of ABBA-esque very schlager uh Scandi style song with all the key changes and very surprising style to come from her you could still hear her style in it her old you know jewel soul kind of vocals in it but the style of the song was like you said so abba so unexpected i I liked it but the juries didn't really love her so with the results that we had i mean there was kind of a lot you know on who was going to go through with the public vote so when the public vote finally came through uh, the first result they gave us was Colorado Riker Lynch, and he had finished sixth in the jury vote. So I think at this point, it was one of the lower jury votes that ended up qualifying. Indeed. And uh, it did show that you can kind of come out of the the lower rankings still. Um, but it does seem like his uh, public fan base really helped him through there. 
Well, and even, even more so with uh, how much it can help you, um, even though she didn't end up qualifying ultimately, uh, Jewel from Alaska did end up finishing, I think, at fifth yeah. in, in the ultimate result. So she was lifted a lot by her public vote. So I thought this episode really did show that like the public vote for better or for worse really can help people rise up in the rankings to qualify. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it can be a detriment for some, uh, in the case of Florida, who was second, but failed to qualify, which was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, that was kind of a shock. Although the other two qualifiers I'm really happy with. So me too. I, um, I, I jumped up and leapt when Texas was, uh, announced because I was, I was a little worried there at the end. Um, but it was great to see Alabama and Texas come through. Yeah, I was I was so happy to see that. I'm mean, especially Alabama because I felt mm. like I felt like Texas actually probably had a better shot um, than Alabama did. Um, I actually thought Florida was going to stay in, so I thought that was going to be a little bit of competition for Alabama. But I was so happy because that really has been one of my favorite songs through the whole contest. And later on, we talk to. Danny and Colton from Nico. Um, and that was an amazing conversation. And I just, I love them. Yeah. I love them even more now because they're so wonderful, but, um, Uh, hard to stay biased, but we're, we're, we're working on it. it, It's really hard to stay unbiased. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So that was who we had for the uh, next advances, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas, and Colorado. So that was the beginning of episode four. And then we got in to the acts of episode four. Yeah. And so instead of doing a blow by blow for all the acts, we're going to kind of talk about again, the, the results and yes. how they came out um, and what our reactions are to those results from the jury and from the public. Indeed, because it feels like the shows themselves are becoming a little bit more fluid and they're, it's figuring out its pace. So I feel like it, the performances have become so much more of the focus now for even the fans. And it's, it's great to see even the Euro fans coming out to support so many of these songs. And the production has cleaned up a lot too, as far as like what they are not doing. There's been a lot of variation between episodes, but I think, um, kind of those things are maybe becoming a little bit less noticeable and the the acts themselves are standing out a little bit more. Also, everything's becoming more familiar. Precisely. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So uh, so the standout for the night, according to the juries, and honestly, I think according to probably most people who were mm-hmm. watching, was Washington, Alan Stone. Yes. It was an impressive uh, performance, an impressive song. Uh, it didn't shock me at all that Washington was the jury qualifier and for once I was very happy to see it pull through totally the jury actually really did get it right this mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. yeah I was really happy about that Finally. um well they got they got it right with that with that qualifier specifically I am not so sure that that I agree with their rankings, you know, down the ballot here. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause that's... it starts to get really wonky. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to, I'm just going to actually go straight top to bottom on this one, Washington on top, Massachusetts, Nevada, Pennsylvania, 
West Virginia, Georgia, Utah, New Hampshire, Hawaii, Arizona, Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of competition in episode four uh, from Nevada, you know, very influential EDM band, you know, and then just such a variance in, in musical styles for once. I mean, not for once, but I didn't feel so country heavy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I felt like I was getting a lot more just surprises and it felt a little bit more like a, um, you know, pop radio station mix of what you might get. And it's just like, it was so great hearing like the representation of Washington DC's music. I lived there for a brief amount of time and it, it was such a wonderful representation uh, it was sad to see it get tanked. Yeah, it I, was. And I really like the recording of that song. Um, it really has grown on me. I love the the drum line in it. It's just, it's honestly, it's a really good song. Maybe it just doesn't have the broader appeal and it is a little bit more of a, an acquired taste. I, don't, I mean, I yeah. don't feel like anyone deserved last. So this is yeah. kind of a, a hard week in that sense. Somebody has to come last. I was really, I, Arizona to me, yeah. this was a shock. This was very unfair. I feel like maybe either the jury didn't understand the message or, and this, the worst possibility is that they didn't appreciate the message, but that they understood it and they didn't appreciate it. Yeah, I I, I hope it's the first and because they were wonderful. Um, and they really brought that that style of music to life and i felt like i was back in southern california new mexico um it's kind of funny because i haven't spent much time in arizona i kind of just i actually have i've spent a lot of time in arizona i've even worked right near nogales which is where the girls lived but it's that that culture is so prevalent for a lot of people and uh, it was sad to see it not truly appreciated by the jury um, in Hawaii as well, to a lesser extent. I, I really liked that one. That's one yeah. that I've put in kind of like my my chill morning, like coffee time playlist. Um, actually, a lot of the songs from uh, the Pacific Islands I've had, and because they, they do are just They've got a really great chill vibe. Northern Mariana Islands, the sunsets oh. and sea turtles from the week before. Oh, that's on heavy rotation for me. It just <laughs> puts me like right in the right headspace. But um, so as we move up the rankings, now we can get to New Hampshire. New who, Hampshire. Um, yeah, so she came in eighth that week with the jury. And this was a case where the public really, really pulled through and they elevated her and she ended up qualifying Yes. on the week. Which was deserved, in my opinion. The song is great. It's written by a writer who's worked with Katy Perry, which I think is Mm -hmm. why the first time I heard it, I thought it had the same kind of like energy as maybe like firework. Absolutely. Um, And uh, it it can really show that, oh, someone really can come through. Oh, yes. And I think that was such a, uh, a boost of confidence in the public and in the voting power. And this is, I believe, the byproduct of them showing the full jury result and mm. not just giving the top qualifier. Yeah, because it really helps us understand who needs 
who needs the lift up? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, who, I feel and it does depend on who can mobilize their fans too. Yeah, Georgia, I feel you know her qualification was very deserved. Totally. She, well, she was like in within one day on Spotify, she was kind of like topping the the American Song Contest p- participants in in daily listens. I mean, she wow. really she blew up fast. Um, so I, I wasn't totally surprised that she that she made it through. I'm happy as hell that she made it through, especially because this girl had a bad week <laughs> leading up to the results. I don't know if any of our listeners have followed Stella Cole's social media, but this poor thing, she even leading up to the contest, she had like her costume, which was a, like a, a vintage costume was like popping at the seams during rehearsals and they had to like reinforce the seams in it so that it wouldn't fall apart on stage and and she even like she she had said that you know she's not much of a dancer so like dancing on stage was very new she hasn't done a show in a really long time like a lot of people haven't and then to top it all off after the after the show happens she wakes up one morning with a pimple on her chin and pops it which I mean like most people would probably do exactly the same thing. And then she wakes up the next morning and has a full blown skin infection in her face and has to like go to urgent care. They're giving her shots of antibiotics in her butt. Like the poor poor thing. thing. Yeah. She could have a scar from this. I mean, I don't think it's not going to like harm her in any way. She's drop dead gorgeous. No one would notice. No one would care. Uh, And she's amazing. I'm just, I'm really glad she made it through because now she like gets another shot to show us what she's got. And I did not mean to make that rhyme by the way. Um, (laughs) It just happens. It just happens. But it, you know, it really shows how, Georgia, New Hampshire, you know, they must, the, the elation to feel, we really haven't talked much about Massachusetts, uh, but I feel that it would have probably been the other jury qualifier if Washington hadn't been there. Um, yeah. And Nevada and Pennsylvania, it's, it's really tough to see them go. We're from Pennsylvania. So it's, you know, we we want to have our home state. That part of the rankings was hard. So that was Mm -hmm. Nevada at three, Pennsylvania at four, West Virginia at five. And I loved all those songs. These are also Mm -hmm. three places that I really love. And I really like just the artists in general. So that one was really hard because at a certain point I realized like there was going to be some people that I liked that weren't going to make it through. And it did turn out that it was Nevada, Pennsylvania and West Virginia. And West Virginia, I think is such a gem of a song. Mm, yeah. uh, it's one of those dark horse songs that I always find that I love to find in Eurovision every year. And I feel like this composition and the the lyrics, the the sonic sonicality of the whole song is just so wonderfully mature for an artist her age. And she it I I really hope that we see more from her like if if ASC comes back next year I would love to see her come back to to for West Virginia and try again because I thought everything about her performance to the song yeah again well you know she actually spent a lot of time in Sweden 
Really? Oh, yes. Yeah. She spent a lot of time in Sweden and she works with Swedish songwriters. So that I think that, it that makes, sense. makes sense. Even it, though, you know, what I felt from her song wasn't very Swedish. It seemed there was so much American in it. Mm-hmm. It felt like old America, like this 90s alt, alt American like very specifically like Toad the Wet Sprocket and uh, certain Britpop bands, you know, like Oasis and stuff. I felt like a lot of that influence. So I guess there is some European, of course, but. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on her. She actually lives Absolutely. in Philadelphia, which it's funny because I just moved out of Philadelphia t- to Pittsburgh, uh, but um, it's possible she might end up doing a show in Pittsburgh and I will definitely be there uh, to see her yes. when that happens because she is really great and someone to keep an eye on. Um, so another piece of information we got during episode four was we got the confirmation that Wyoming, Ryan Charles, New Boot Goof, was going to come back in the semifinals. Yes. Which was a pleasant surprise. It wasn't a shock. I had a feeling that that was going to happen, um, but I'm really glad that ultimately ultimately it did end up happening because I think it will be fun to see him in the semifinal. And I think it's going to bring people who maybe haven't been tuning in back into the show because it's that song that they like that got eliminated the first time around. So I think it's a smart move on the producer's part. I don't know that he's going to make it through to the final. I think we know that he was on the bottom of the jury ranking. So he really needs to have the public really like him. Um, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what the jury rankings are for if the semifinal. Change. If they how... tell us. Yeah, yeah. Because they've changed the rules. They changed the rules. It's the one automatic jury qualifier. So it's there. They get one pick, one top pick, and then the other three or the other four are uh, all public vote. So he still has to be, you know, he's up against some really good songs in the semifinal. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there on, on Monday, I guess. But, um, but yeah, but so uh, let's, let's jump into episode five. Well, I guess actually, maybe I might've misspoke a little bit. I think we found out Wyoming was coming back during episode five, not during episode four. Um, well, technically during the Kelly Clarkson show. Technically during the Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah, right. Which is wonderful seeing um, that crossover occurring, you know, because she can, she has so many followers. She has so many, you know, people who maybe aren't tuning in because they're, you know, a bit bit ambivalent to the whole idea, but maybe when with, you know, new boot goofing and all of the fun that she can bring to it, you know, let's get those viewers. What I hope is going to happen is that once this is all done, because I mean, they, they have all kinds of rules and contractual stuff during the production of the show, but Kelly's already said like that she wanted to sing some of the people's songs. So I wouldn't be surprised if later on, I hope at least that she would maybe do some covers, have the artists come on the show where they, where, when they're actually allowed to talk about things and pr- promote each other because the contest is over. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I really hope that's something that happens. But okay, so let's get into episode five. So um, for this episode, we of course got our jury qualifier, as we always do, um, which was uh, Ada Leanne from Michigan with a really nice kind of um, romantic breakup song uh kind yeah. of almost a little bit of a lament honestly um, it is uh there's some bitterness to those lyrics for someone so 
so young and her voice was 16 was youngest startling. of the whole contest was startling her voice was startling at, with how clear and and powerful and uh the she could really articulate those lyrics in, in a way that really gave them the sort of power they needed also how different yeah. uh how different that the performance vocals were from the studio track performance uh, yes. i was really happy to see her really putting a lot of uh variety into like her vocal techniques when she sang it because it sounded very different it maybe even sounded better uh more yes. emotional more authentic and i think that was a really nice change to see especially with how many like i'm going to call them accusations of like lip syncing and and certain people feeling very strongly about the use of like pre-recorded backing vocals like yeah. none of that was happening here so like i guess in a sense i i appreciate that because it sort of shut down that kind of like unnecessary criticism indeed uh she was wonderful and you know as someone who's in michigan right now it'd be really interesting if if we won but i don't know uh it's so hard to say at the moment anything well, uh, and and Michigan just beat out in the jury ranking California. So like yeah. the, Michigan definitely has competition here. Kelly. I mean, it's a contest. Everyone's got a ton yeah. of competition. But uh, <sighs> California was like, I mean, I was so happy to see them maintaining the top position through the whole show. I was I was a little bit disappointed because I really wanted the pop girlies to be qualified, pre-qualified. But it is yeah. what it is. I think that the public vote should carry them through. It, it should. And the way that they just imbued and embodied everything about Los Angeles and the the variety and the, the culture, cultural and the blend. set, it looked oh, just the, like one of the one of the parties uh, oh. somewhere with there's low riders in the back. But they even had like the plastic lawn chairs. Yeah, it was like it, I, they, they really captured it. I could smell the Pacific Ocean. It was that, it was that perfectly Californian. And uh, yeah, I would love to see them qualify. And I really think there's a strong, strong, strong chance. Yeah, I agree. Uh, another one I expect to qualify is American Samoa Tanel with Full Circle. Uh, such a great performance power. great song power she's very authentic too as a person and i think the song is very relatable and uh, it's been very popular streaming wise um and they showed a kind of clip of like the uh live voting and she was leading in the live vote for nationwide so i think we're going to be seeing her again in the semifinal. Yeah, it'd be wonderful to see another islander uh in the in the competition in the final and i think it would be well deserved uh, she was just such a wonderful performer. Her voice carried that song so perfectly on stage. Uh, it was it was really an unexpected and very Eurovision moment. I felt so many uh, allusions to other Eurovision performances back in the day, and it, it just you know that cultural representation that we so love from. i think that's what it is is that yeah. that cultural representation which more <laughs> or less has been lacking or if not lacking in american song contests it's been not um appreciated like in the situation with arizona which had a very yeah. authentic uh like uh culturally important song not being I feel, appreciated i feel like a lot of states have done 
a really good job at bringing something about their state into the music. Um, but with a, with a country that's so, we're, we're not quite as varied as Europe. So we can't get that as much. So to really have it be so, so powerfully uh, represented by, from American Samoa was just, it was, it was what we needed. That, yeah, that it really, it, everything, I everything really, really worked with that song. And I think it will be um, uh, very appreciated by a really wide audience of people um, because the, the, the lyrics are so um, uh, relatable. Um, so it, so that was uh, the fourth position, American Samoa. So moving on into the people who the jury didn't love. Um, there, there was a couple of things in here. Uh, New Mexico did a lot better with the jury than I expect them to do. Um, yes. And I really appreciated about this one was that the staging just really took me kind of on a journey with the song. I think it really elevated the song a lot. Um, I was just like, I was cracking up with the alien costumes. We talked to... Um, Artemis and Aaron in the last episode about the costumes and again I think they just like knocked it out of the park with that one you know that's another thing like you said about bringing the state into it like the area 51 thing like I, they had the fishbowl lens it was just very cool it really worked um, it really did I thought like there's New Mexico because I've, I've spent a lot of time in New Mexico and there's a lot of yeah we're the state that has area 51 you know like they're very open about how weird that is and so to just see it be blasted on the stage like that was perfect uh and the song was just it, again it was a journey and he was really able to take every every single segment of that song and break it down with that staging to tell a very succinct story and it was a ridiculous one. And yeah. I, I appreciated <laughs> yeah. that. It, it seemed like he really embraced his moment on the show, he which did. was cool. And, and I don't think that this one will ultimately qualify. So I'm really glad that he did kind of get to go all out uh, when he had the chance because it, it, it really, it left an impression on me for sure. So absolutely. Uh, so again, we have another legacy act getting tanked by the jury. Like we had with Jewel, we have Cisco from Maryland really low with the jury. And um, what? And yeah, so it's so funny because at the beginning of the contest, everyone was like, isn't it unfair to have already famous people in the contest? And then, of course, for Eurovision, people were like, well, no, not at all, because previous winners of Eurovision, like Laureen had redone Melfest, like, and it didn't mean she won Melfest because she didn't um, yeah. the second time around. So uh, like, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it was a surprise kind of that it was so low. I guess maybe the song, uh, I've been loving it, but I like club music and it is maybe Same. more of a club track than a radio track and a lot of the jury's radio. So that could potentially explain this low result but I'm, it's a fantastic song and that yeah. performance was just like wait he still got it that is cisco still he can bring it and you know his career is exceptional you know and i thought to see him actually really so proud to represent maryland and baltimore uh 
and that and the club scene that it really came out of that region and again it was that bringing that region into the state uh <laughs> the state into the music and i i listen to this one a lot now it's, yeah oh it's on it's my workout playlist it's really great cardio song um so at the bottom you're already you're already sighing because you know it's coming uh guam jason J. Um, midnight this one was like this one was this one should have been in the top half for sure i thought the song was so good i don't know what i the jury doesn't have ears his his voice is so unique and the way that he can sing in his upper register uh without going into a falsetto and just singing in full full head voice in that that tonality that he has i was really impressed you know i was you know as as he performed going oh wow not only is this a wonderfully composed song he can sing it you know, and I thought just, this one, it was so good. It did not deserve what it got from the jury, but the response, wonder, go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, it makes me wonder, you know, are there, is it like Eurovision and there is a juried performance that we aren't seeing? No, there is. Yeah. There, there is. The jury performance is done on Sundays or and on so Saturdays. What What is happening during those that could maybe be a factor in some of this i actually but... don't think the jury is looking at the performance level aspect of it really much at yeah, all okay. i think they're especially because they're so radio driven they all Truth. hear the songs before they see the performances and they're probably thinking radio for a lot of them. yeah but then again why would you not this song screams radio to me especially you know like in california and in uh, any coastal place really yeah. and you know well, even here in the, Michigan the public of course we don't have the results yet for this public vote we won't get no. it until tomorrow at this point um the public on online on streaming his video has tons of views he Excellent. has tons of listens people like the song um so I, I don't did have know. it on repeat for good did you? Yeah. good good while I this think is another a fabulous one I song I've got it in my playlist too. So I've been listening to it, uh, if not every day, almost every day. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe with how much people liked it, uh, we haven't seen someone come from last. Why? Well, I guess Wyoming came back as the Redemption Act. Maybe Jason J won't have the same luck there. Um, but that one was so good. I'm, I'm definitely keeping yeah. an eye on him because his, and he's definitely making music. He lives in LA. Um, so he's he's put his life into the industry and his career. So um, hopefully we'll still be following. seeing more from him. And again, like there's always I'm hoping there's always next year and we'll see some some people come back to represent their country. Uh, it happened tons in the original Eurovisions. Uh, Lysacia, who won the first Eurovision, uh, returned for the second Eurovision to represent Switzerland again, and she didn't win. But, you know, a lot at the beginning was a ton of seeing the same faces. Yeah. And at this point, there's a lot of faces I would love to see come back. And I think fans should kind of keep that in their pocket. Like some some of these people should come back and we should really encourage them to if they and don't 
And if not, come back to the show. I I at least hope that this can be a launching pad for them into yeah. some some other things, some bigger things. Because it, I mean, from from at, at this point where we're where we're at right now, talking, um, we have talked about the winning song. Probably we just don't yeah. know it. All fifty six have been performed, and that number boggles my mind. Fifty six. I know it's a lot of songs. Uh, even with Eurovision, it's maximum 42 for the show itself. Na- uh, national final songs is a completely different madness. But well, and, and even for with 56, national, yeah, with national finals, though, I was I was thinking about this, like um, what the staging, the level of staging, like you don't normally get that on every like i think romania this year had 50 some entries at the very beginning qualifying rounds we didn't Mm -hmm. see them all with a full staging they had multiple rounds where it was literally like in a hall with a microphone and a everyone had the same background and just singing the song uh san marino was like that too you just sang the song and as you went through you know the staging got bigger and better so the fact that they pulled off 56 unique grammy level staging uh it's honestly a feat i think the staging really people is. should be really proud of themselves because it was all done in a short period of time too so uh, i really hope that that we'll see another season but who knows so so now we just gotta wait find out who comes back uh from episode five uh, and who our redemption so nervous is. it's going to it, there's so many favorites and it's we're gonna see some people you want it into the final, not make it in the final. So prepare yourselves for some disappointment, but for a lot of more excitement because you, you've heard the winning song and soon there's going to be a winner. And yeah. So, so speaking of winners, um, one of the people or not, not one people, but one of the artists that I have on my list to be a potential winner is the uh, group that we talked to in our interview, uh, Danny and Colton from Nico representing Alabama in the first semifinal. So stay tuned after this short break for that conversation. All right, we are so excited to introduce our special guest today from the American Song Contest, the semi-finalists representing Alabama, Danny and Colton from Nico. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi guys, so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. So let's jump right in and let's start talking about your ASC experience in that first week because you were, you had just, the episodes just started coming out. It was still totally new. You are with this group of friends and everyone's watching online as it's like this singer songwriter summer camp and everyone's making friends. And can you talk about what that, what that was like for you as just entering into the unknown with unknown people and that whole, yes. that whole process. Yes. So I think a, a good place to start would be like before we actually got to the hotel and stuff and, you know, to prepare for the competition was first we watched episode one <laughs> and we, or no, before that we met a couple people 
because we don't we don't live in Alabama right now. We live in LA. Mm-hmm. So there was a couple of contestants from our episode. And we were like, oh, we should get together and like do some content around it. Cause you know, none of us we're we're, we're just like, okay, we don't really know what to expect, what's about to happen. We're big like community people and we love like meeting people that are going through the same experiences. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah. So you know, we we already knew um Stella Cole from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um we already knew Brooke Alex from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um and we met them at doing music together um like in Nashville and, and in LA. Um so we just like knew them already. And then we met Grant Kenoki from Texas um, prior to. So us, Brooke and Grant got together and just like filmed some content and stuff and was super yeah. fun. Then we saw episode one and we were absolutely blown I mean, away. the group text that was happening while episode one was going on, was just like, you guys, are we sure we're supposed to be on this competition? Yeah. <laughs> like we were mind blown. And we had like watched a few YouTube videos of Eurovision that actually producers had sent us. They yeah, like, they sent us. Do those. your homework. Like, look, this is what it's supposed to be like. We we're like, holy moly, like that's crazy, but we won't do that. Like America's yeah. going to make like not a watered down version, but a, a, a chill version for the first year. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then Alexa from Oklahoma, like dove off the back Fell of off the, the backstage. Stage. We were like, ah! it was oh, fabulous. No. It was <laughs> incredible yeah. we were like freaking out we were like oh yes so anyway we were in our living room jumping up and down like oh and equally excited and equally terrified like oh oh no like we truly we're, were like did they make a mistake like i don't know if we're supposed to be here but right they now. call the wrong duo <laughs> that they mistake us for someone else yes. yeah so then we get to the hotel uh two weeks after that and honestly it was like you know, you get there and you're nervous. And I think you, did you say earlier summer camp or yes. like songwriter singer camp? songwriter summer camp? That's what it, that's what I keep putting in my mind whenever I see these videos. You exactly nailed it. what it you nailed it. Yes. Like everyone, like Judd Hoos, they're all so nice. And there's, you know, five of them. Um, so they like had all their guitars and like, uh, and, we and, had jam sessions yeah. and we just like hung out at the hotel bar area and just like truly just got to know everyone's stories. And it was such a cool thing. I don't know if Eurovision is this way with the contestants, but it didn't feel like it was a competition. No, it really, all. really felt like we all had a story to tell and we all had a state to represent and like, you know, the state's on our backs and we were going to bring it to show all of America these stories. And for us, like we went back to our hotel room so many nights and we're like, this is beautiful. Like, I hope that it plays out well. And I hope that Eurovision fans love it. I hope that America loves it because we're having a freaking blast. Like yeah. it just feels like summer camp. It felt like we reunited and united with people and oh, it's just, yeah, I was, it was amazing. We were definitely nervous though. Like yeah. there were butterflies every day and we were getting thrown into like press and wardrobe. And like, we truly felt like we were playing pop stars for the week because <laughs> yeah. we were, they were like, you guys have like three interviews. And then the Alabama news wants to do this. And we were like, they want to talk to us. Like, I don't, it's just like, yeah, it was crazy. We were just like, Hey, yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a long, long answer for that. <laughs> No, that was great. And it's like, you know, it, like they say, you know, dress for the job you want. Well, like that first week was you dressing for the job you want. Yeah, and exactly. We were dressing. Dressing, dressing up. <laughs> and looking the part. Absolutely. Yes. It's 75% of the battle is like faking it till you make it, I guess. <laughs> you got to believe in yourself or no one else will believe in you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you have that first week there and then, then you perform and then there's the results. You know, how did that feel to, you know, the weight and then finding out if you were going to actually make it to the semifinals and then, you know, finding out that you did what that had, to, what was that roller coaster of emotions for you? Did you, 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. A roller coaster, a roller coaster a sure. range of emotions. I mean, so first of all, we did the performance and, you know, then it was over and it was like, we've built all, you know, we've waited months to like do this, this song and perfecting our song and making sure it was right and make sure the mix right, like everything about it. And we get done and we're like, oh, it's over. And it was like this, um, like overcome with sadness that we were like gonna, cause all these people we got so close to within a week. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it was just a week's time. But like, we're like, oh no, like, you know, it's over. And I think that for us, we just felt like we went up there, we did our performance and like, you know, we did it and now, and now it's over. So we fully were like, okay, like everybody's so amazing. We didn't expect to go through or anything. Um, and then, you know, there was a little bit of what, four days yes. of anxiety. Cause we we're just like, oh, we don't know like what's going to happen. We like sat on this couch right here and just like, just stared at the wall and we were like, oh my God, like, I can't believe they're making us wait a week. Like a week is a long time. You it guys. is. And I didn't realize that too. We're in it. I was like, oh, they could have just told us the next day. Like, just let us I know mean, how the votes came. <laughs> I chewed all my nails off. I was, yeah, it was truly t- treacherous. Um, yeah. and I don't know if you guys watched the reaction, but I've like, it didn't go viral or anything, but the amount of texts and calls that we got about my face in particular on the results, like people were like, oh, you didn't know. And I was like, first of all, they told us nothing. Absolutely they wanted nothing. genuine reactions. Yeah. And we were third in the jury ranking, which was like so flattering and incredible, but like we had amazing people we're on our episode. People, yeah. We just, my face truly said it all. I, I thought they said the wrong name. I truly was like, there's no way they just said Alabama. Like there's absolutely no way. And I just, it took us like 30 minutes after the announcement for us to be like, wait, this is real, right? Like yeah. we, we did make it like for sure. Yeah. It was funny when they like announced our name, the camera guy was like, I think they, when we watched it back, they took a second to cut to our faces. Cause the camera guy was like, Nico, Hey, Hey, you have to look over here. And we we're like, Oh, Oh, we so just like, we were so confused. We just like, didn't know what was happening. We're like, yeah. Well, because- Danny, you were definitely being like, what? I kept what? saying, what? what? Oh yeah. my God so embarrassing wow wow and like truly the biggest mouth I'm like what I'm like truly looking around for someone to tell me like no no it's not it's not you (laughs) oh god yeah that'll haunt me till we die for sure (laughs) we never know you know things can change pretty fast and you know let we'll pivot a little bit and talk about your song the difference uh which is gorgeous and you perform it so well so much and uh let's talk about the song itself Uh, it was written by yourselves um but it it has been it seems finished off a little bit or produced by uh andreas carlson who's from uh the legendary cheerian studios uh worked with max martin britney spears backstreet boys what was it like to hand off your your song your your baby to a, a a major producer like that yeah so it was really interesting so he he actually mostly helped us with um the lyrics and i think when we first submitted our version of our song to the show, it was a piano ballad. And it was a lot less, um, we've been saying this, when we wrote the song initially, so it was us two, our friend Kevin, who co-produced the song, and a girl Gabby, who as actually, she's based in London and she Skyped in um, to co-write it with us. And this was way before, this was like years ago. Years ago, yeah. And for us, the song was an emotional therapy session. It was just like a just like, you know, sorry, that's such a gross that was, <laughs> But it, you know, so we, you know, the, the song in its form that we submitted was just like a ball of emotion. And what Andreas helped us with was like focusing the lyrics so that it was more universal and not as um, pointed, I guess is the right word. Like, yeah, it was a little bit distracted. It was pointed and distracted. It was, yeah. 
like people, we listen back to the original. We're like, yeah, we're not really sure what we're saying. And Andreas obviously has a track record to back it up, but like he sat in this apartment, 600 square feet. He sat on our floor and we, that was also like a pinch me moment because he wrote songs that we grew up on. Truly like we were children. Wow. And like, that's like, it's what you dream about. Absolutely. Like, you know, some people dream about like weddings and career moves. We dream about writing with Andreas Carlson and he was in our apartment writing with us. And we were just like, what is happening? And it was like, again, one of those things that it came and went and it was like two and a half hours really. And we talked about life and he like bestowed his wisdom on us and talked about Max Martin and Katy Perry. And like, again, just names that we know and listen to and freak mm-hmm. out about. And we were like, oh yeah, cool. Like, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> just like trying to act like it was totally normal. And then we freaked out as soon as he left, obviously, but yeah. he's been like incredible to work with. And yeah. He was so kind and oh patient God. with us too, because we also were just like, well, I don't know if we should say that, or we don't know. like, it was a lot of like indecisiveness. And he was just like, well, I think this and, and we're like, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then that's, yeah. But he heard us and he listened yeah. to our perspective and it was like, we're so happy with yeah, it. Like it was, yeah, we're yeah. happy with it. Cause yeah, we definitely like couldn't decide like, should we use this word here or this word here? Like, how should we phrase this? How should we phrase this? And he was definitely like, yeah, go like go with it. If it's universal, if you feel like the most people can relate to it, then go with it. And that was a good, good thing to learn um, mm-hmm. was for us to just like be able to remove ourselves from the song and be like, okay, how do we make it so that we can reach the most people? Because truthfully, all we want to do with our music is be able to reach people. We want to create, you know, a light in the world, give people emotion, give people something outside of their lives to just like process through and i hope that the song does that mm-hmm. it absolutely does i was getting those verklempt feelings just from your description of it and that experience because oh what what a great thing and people have a bit of a stereotype about producers especially uh swedish ones and it seems completely off base it, you know they they're really there to help and and awesome. create this this beautiful work that we're really honored to get to listen to and can't wait to hear again My on God. stage. You're so kind. Thank you for saying that. Yes, we're yeah. honored to work with him and honored to be talking to people like you guys who like, you're seriously, I know we're distracted, but thank you. You guys are both such kind, encouraging people Yeah, seriously. and very like educational for us, but in the sweetest way, like just really we're, we are honored to be here and we mean that seriously. Oh, thank you. It's all about thank the you art so for much. us. We, oh. we, we love the art. Yes. Something that you brought up, I'm so glad you said universal experiences because I had that in my pre-planned notes because there's something that I always wonder about specifically singer-songwriters is when they're writing songs and they're writing from a personal point of view, um, what, what 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 the difference is and what the balance is between wanting to work through what what you have experienced uh but also wanting to bring other people into that process to make them relate to it and i guess the other layer to that especially as a couple not just a a, not just being duets but an actual real life couple what that level of vulnerability is as performers and as artists that you want to uh show to other people and how much of a a barrier you have to personally keep because you need your, your, your private life and your totally uh, professional life to be separate in a way. Yeah. Someone described it to us one time as like some of the best artists in the world are actually the best storytellers, not the best vocalists, not the best performers they are the best storytellers. And we loved that because I think a lot of times, like you said, with it being two of us, we have very, very different 
experiences sometimes like one being male and female being white and black being a girlfriend boyfriend like there's just truly very very different experiences that we go through but the best thing that I think we always want to do is sometimes I'm telling his story sometimes he's telling my story sometimes we're telling our story sometimes we'll be telling your story in a song with our words and I think that's like the best way to reach people like Selena Gomez is someone that pops in my mind like she writes a ton with Julia Michaels who brings in ideas and like Selena becomes the vehicle for those words and for the story. And she sells it with her life because it's the emotion is coming out first. Um, so yeah, and I also liked what you said about keeping, like being vulnerable, but keeping a little bit of the barrier. We try, I'm a very emotional person and Colton like grounds me, thank goodness. But there's not really a barrier for me. Like I'm definitely like, a, I wanna tell you everything and I wanna know everything about your story. But Colton's a very like normal person who's like, I want to tell you like a little bit and relate to you, but then we don't have to know everything. <laughs> so I think we balance each other out that way. And I hope mm. our art does the same thing. Like I hope it reaches the me's of the world and then also reaches the Colton's. Yeah. And the piggyback off that when we're writing stuff, it is, it is difficult. Like <clears throat> with some of our other songs that aren't necessarily like a back and forth. Sometimes mm -hmm. she takes the lead on the song. Sometimes I take the lead on the song. And it's like, whenever we're doing music and writing songs, it has to be truth. Like it, and it, it might not always be my truth, might not be her truth, but it's somebody's truth. And mm -hmm. that's the most important thing. And it's important for us because we want to make sure that we reach people. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> We're like uh, stunned by that. That's great. Oh my wow. gosh. You guys are yeah, so you guys are so articulate. So the, uh, well, the, so much. the way that you speak is it matches the way that you emote through your music. That's oh, thanks so such much. A, such a talent to be able to do both things. Wow. Um, and actually, I think Greg, you had a question about um, about covers, about singing oh. other people's music. Yeah, that's uh, right. Because so you know, there there is a there's an art to be able to, for, to, for just performing a song and and finding your own way to relate to it. Uh, what is your process of picking the songs that you want to cover? Is there ever a one-sidedness or does it do you have to battle it out for covers what's how's this process we're battle. fascinated to know yeah I'm trying to I truly just imagine us like battling fully for songs <laughs> but yeah I feel like we like sometimes we'll disagree or we'll be like we should do this one or we should do this one but it's it's very short-lived if it's yeah. a disagreement it's like oh yeah you're probably right like we can usually trust each other um, and there's always more time. I mean, it's up to us to do the cover. So if, if right. both of us feel strongly about a song, we'll just do both. And full transparency will usually mash them up if <laughs> yeah, we both want yeah, one, yeah. which is such a like the easy way out for people. <laughs> but truly, if we're like, I'm like, I really want to do the new one. And he's like, oh, but this throwback is so good. That's really how we've come up with a lot of our like mm -hmm. nostalgic and new song mashups. Um, we also really, really love to like pick songs that were like, dang, we wish we wrote that. Mm -hmm. Because then our version of pretending we wrote it is to get to sing it and emote it like we wrote it. Mm -hmm. And it feels like an honor to sing like incredible artist songs. Mm -hmm. I feel like, do you feel like there's gotta be a learning process when you're, you know, kind of breaking those songs down? You know, does it help you in your own songwriting? Like, and do the songs you pick feel like you know, since you wish you would write that song, you know, mm -hmm. it's definitely then these are your influences. And, and mm, sure. so is what what's your favorite genre to, to sort of gravitate towards or, or to bend to your yeah. to your will? Yeah, Ooh, 
Yeah, what's our favorite to bend? That, that's a, such a bend. good question. That is a good question. Because we, so we, our favorite genre or where we pull from is like the late 90s, early 2000s, pop and R&B, that style of music. And I think we love bringing other songs to that place. Yeah. Um, and we also love like making a good ballad moment out of a Always. song. Like taking something that's up-tempo or like, you know, driving and really getting to the core of what the song is saying or the melodies yes. and how those make you feel like we love being able to break things down and just like add a ton of vocal stacks and just like let the music be a bed. Yeah, mm. bring it back to the rawness of the song. And it's so cool to hear like even sometimes rap songs. Mm. If you strip it back to nothing but a piano vocal, we're like, this song is gorgeous. And mm. you like, you know, it's a cool experience for us. Yeah, you did. A, I think I'm in love with a stripper. Did you? <laughs> oh, we did. Yeah. Which is a great song on its own, but I really love the treatment to it. Oh, oh my thanks. gosh. Like, and why are those melodies like pretty? That's like, what we, we were, were like so... we were laughing so hard because we were like, wait, this is beautiful. <laughs> the melody's so good. Yes, wow, we're ridiculous. <laughs> so I mean, I when it. you can find it, take it. That's what I yes. said. Yeah. Find it, take it. Heck yeah. So on the topic of socials, I had a question for you, just uh, also kind of based off of my own personal experience observing the contest and interacting with everybody online, because I've felt very strange being this faceless person behind a little logo, and yeah. nobody seems to know that it's eSpot Pod. Yeah. Um, because everything is in lowercase and I don't know how to change it. So yeah. people are saying like Espitpid. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Espod. Okay. So it's okay. it's the E spot, like the G spot, the oh. Eurovision spot. It's the G spot for Eurovision. Okay. That That's is hilarious. genius. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god. It, well, it would be if the if the capitalization <laughs> maybe made it readable. Yeah. But yeah, some so places they literally won't let you capitalize it differently. Yeah. And it's, it's so honestly, we struggle so bad with our names because we put in a slash of what is that? The bane slash? of our existence, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, like, it's been awesome and amazing to be able to connect with the artist and to, to chat with everybody and be on the lives. And I was there when you guys were picking out your press outfit for, and oh, it was just like, yes. it was so fun. It was so fun. But so I've been thinking a lot lately about kind of the, the parasocial or sometimes it's called cyber social relationships that people develop yeah. over the internet, um, yeah. like between regular people and celebrities or even just regular people and regular people through mm -hmm. being online. And yeah. since the show has sort of, um, uh, since the show has sort of not forced you to be very online, um, yeah. but it, it's encouraged using socials. Can you talk a little bit about what that feels like for you on the side of the artist, especially as kind of new upcoming artists who maybe you were on the other side before looking up to your idols online? Oh my gosh. Also, well, first of all, that's the nicest thing you could have ever said to us because we don't feel like we're on the other side of yeah, that. Yeah, we don't. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's very sweet. Still yeah. very much feel like the regular people. I, yeah, it's the show definitely has encouraged it just because one, it's voting based. Like if we're going to be fully transparent, we want to be, have our face out a lot and encourage mm -hmm. people and reach people. Um, we recently just did like an interview for the show and like, I ended up crying because I'm emotional, but we got our very first fan page like a week ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And we, it's popped up in our messages, like on the drive home back to the hotel and I lost it. Like, I just like saw this girl and she was reacting to our song. And then it was this girl sharing a video of her mom reacting. And she was so excited. She like dropped the phone and was clapping. And I was just like overcome because 
you know, we've been at this for like four years as a band and there's a lot of lows, there's a lot of highs, Mm -hmm. but it's mostly lows as an independent artist. It's a lot of hard days where you have to be the one to pick yourself back up and be Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it again. Even though I got nothing out of this day, I'm going to get up and do it all over again. Um, so to see that we reached someone is literally all we want to do with music. And it, it sounds silly because it's one girl, but it was like, it meant everything to us. Yeah, Just, it meant that oh someone someone was like impacted by what we were doing. And that's all we want to do is impact people's lives. Yeah, so. it was, oh yes, it was amazing. Well, you've achieved it. And we are really rooting for you in the semifinal. We hope to see you in the final. Uh, by the time this uh, episode airs, the semifinal will have already happened. So we wish you. you the best of luck wish in our little best, time capsule. And um, thank you so much for joining us today. I thank, thank you for having us, seriously. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll still talk to you guys on online, I'm sure, because you guys are like our favorite to see pop up. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Thank, <laughs> thank you so you much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the eSpot podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to follow us on social media at eSpotPod for our exclusive Eurovision-inspired artwork. I'm going to do that again. I was actually, after I started too, I felt like I wanted to do it again too. So, okay, take two. Thank you for listening to this episode of the eSpot podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to follow us on social media at eSpotPod for our exclusive Eurovision-inspired artwork. Okay, cool.